Okay, so we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in again to the Swift Experience. Um, I'm learning a lot about this app that I'm using. So if any of you are users of the Anchor app and know how to control the podcast settings separately from the episode or the station settings, please let me know. Um, (laughs) In the meantime, uh, I'll get right back into it. So like I said in the um, introduction, this first episode is going to be about starting over. Um, An introduction to your commitment and your pursuit uh, of God and basically what that means for you. So as I said before, I gave you a little background into myself and the difference I felt between um, wanting to make that commitment and then just kind of like wanting to be nicer or be more involved. Um, Like I said, I very much compared it to any other relationship or friendship you start where you um, make the decision to be compromisable where times are necessary for you to compromise or you're necessary to be tolerable in times where you have to be tolerant of things that you wouldn't normally be. Or you're just a little bit flexible because, you know, you have to rearrange in a friendship or relationship or any bond, really. There are going to be adjustments that you need to make. Um, And what I'm saying is when you're making a commitment or a decision to commit to pursuing God, um, you, you don't have the option to be flexible or tolerant or, um, or, or any of that stuff. You know, there are no compromises. Uh, you know, our creator is owed your entire undivided attention. And when you decide, I'm starting over, Um, It needs to be more than just a decision. It it needs to be a lifestyle shift. So for me, originally, I said I was going to, you know, not accept certain calls from certain people. I wouldn't go to certain places. Um, I gave up particular habits that all truthfully were really bad and unhealthy for me anyway. But in the the time, in the moment, we tell ourselves that these are things that are going to be better for my future self. Even though my present self is the one who desperately needs to drop this garbage, to just throw away all that trash and to start again, you know, start fresh, start clean. So, um, how did I do that? I decided, well, Keith, do you want to be spiritual or do you want to be religious? Because I'm a firm believer that they are two separate things. Um, They mean two separate things for your growth and your relationship with God. Um, And I kind of think about it like a house. If the ground was the foundation, whatever I'm, the plot of land is what I'm building my relationship with God on, then essentially my house is the relationship. And the soil that I'm building my house upon has to be hard. It has to, it has to have been old dirt basically it can't be just fresh and new and ready to go it's going to be too soft too fragile what do i mean by that i mean when when i consider the differences between spiritual and religious i say what makes me feel soft and what makes me feel like i can build on this if i feel soft i feel like this isn't going to work If I feel hard, I feel like I can build on this and I can truly commit in this fashion of pursuit because it's strong enough to hold what I'm looking for. It can give me what I need. Now, I think what's important to consider in, you know, making this commitment is to tell yourself, well, what do you even want? 
do you want to be spiritual or religious? So what's the difference? To me, spirituality is self-awareness. I'm aware of, you know, um, my spiritual side, i.e. my soul. I have a connection to things I cannot see, hear, touch, smell, or taste. And therefore, I feel like I have a deeper connection with the universe that surrounds my physical being. That's spirituality to me. Um, and I'll also go deeper into that. And religiousness is just a traditional societal structure of spirituality. So we say, okay, well, I'm aware and I had that connection with my outer self. But when you take that outer connection, the connection that you have on the outside, and you put yourself in a group of other people who now have that same connection with that outer being, you all are now one moving unit. You should feel the same. That's a societal structure. And that's the difference. Okay? Um, and we'll be right back with more. <clears throat> so welcome back all. Thank you for tuning into the Swift Experience. If you are a new listener, thank you so much. I really appreciate all the support, love, and visits, likes, favorites for my page. Um this is a blog that I'm starting for us 20-somethings. Those of us who are kind of boring, don't really do what everyone else does, but are deeply rooted in their faith and just want to pursue a relationship with God. Um, if you are seeking some community, other like-minded individuals who are interested in finding that light, love, and understanding that can be provided from, to, and through God, um, here I am. So, as previously stated in our part one segment, you want to build a house that you want your your relationship with, with God to have a foundation on. Um, I'm going to move right along and say, okay, well, now we're going into part two, which is building my house and refilling my house. So, when I'm building my house, I want to decide the building blocks that my house will be made out of. What is what is it going to stand on? in? Um, first, we figured out what it was going to stand on. So, now I know that I'm not going to choose between something that makes me feel soft. And something that makes me feel hard, but something that makes me feel like whatever I decide to build my house out of, it's going to hold steadily. So with hay, you know, I might say, oh, I don't go to church at all. I have never been baptized, but I don't even pray. But I do believe that God is real. You know, that's not a sturdy enough foundation to start anything with God. And then I move up and I say, well, I pray and I go to church maybe once or twice out out of the uh month or you know maybe a few times out of the year like major holidays that's not enough to have the type of relationship that we're seeking now we're seeking something sturdy and everlasting that's never gonna fold bricks well hey you could just blow that away um you know sticks you could just come along you could just like take one out which means that I could come along and someone can offer me something from my past and because I'm not solid I'm a fold and that's not the type of foundation I want. But if I'm building my house out of brick, well, then I'm a movable baby. You could come along and you could push me. You could kick me. You can dunch me. You could blow on me. But I'm not going nowhere because that's loyalty. And I think the thing that as 20-somethings, we have more loyalty to people than we do our faith. We have more loyalty to the idea of a happy and loving relationship with another man or woman than we do with our God or our spiritual being and so I want my foundation with my God to be made of brick it's unmovable there's nothing that's going to deter me from him and and it's always going to be like that 
And once I've decided, okay, I'm building a house of brick on hard soil, then I have to move on to part three, which is refilling my home. With what? With furniture, with substance. Um, You know, I don't want to, on the outside, I say, oh, I love God. Do you love God? You don't love God? What's wrong with you? You know, I can say that on the outside, but on the inside, I'm filled with ugly thoughts and judgment, and I'm cynical, and I'm sarcastic, and I'm not a nice person. So, we want to move forward to to filling our house with good things, and that basically is filling your faith. So, you want to be around like-minded people. You want to... Uh, refer to there's a book i was reading a while ago and i also touch on this in future podcasts 25 ways to prepare for marriage without dating um is written by a lovely gentleman unfortunately now i cannot remember his name off the top of my head i want to say that it's devon um miller but uh he's he's young he's an entrepreneur he's a god-fearing man um i love his sermons and testimonies and he said one thing in his book which always stuck with me was fall madly in love with christ fall madly in love with god fall madly in love with him fill yourself up with that love establish a consistent devotional life so that that way my house is on a solid foundation but now i'm being filled with real love so i don't have to seek this type of attention and this type of comfort from anywhere else because i get that at home i get that where i'm settled so part one we said we wanted to build our house part two we chose our house and we filled our house and part four we're going to come back and we're going to feed our home and we're going to watch our homes grow again thank you so much for joining in we'll be right back enjoy the break Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Swift Experience, um, a spiritually evolved <laughs> podcast for us 20-somethings who are basically seeking the light, love, and understanding to, from, and through God's word. So thank you again for joining. Um, I hope you guys are learning something. If you have missed the beginning of this segment, this episode is all about starting over in your faith as a young 20-something and basically committing to pursue God. Um, I gave a little bit about myself in the beginning, and I'm just sharing with you all how I actually came um, to make this pursuit myself. It was not easy, and it definitely took levels, but with um, any level of relationship or with any relationship there are levels and there are steps to take to make sure that it's a healthy and successful one and so um i think of my relationship with god as a house if you've been following along i said very plainly that our foundation for our home is the soil that we want to build it on and this is where the spiritual and the religious side of things came out because we basically said the soil would be one or the other and you have to choose you cannot wave in the middle you know um well that could provide some firm land it's just very contradictory and i think in the long run it just uh, interrupts from the overall connection so <clears throat> because i've studied buddhism as an adult but i've never studied christianity as an adult i decided to pursue my relationship with god first through christianity um by way of a spiritual means and so i pray i meditate i'm very big on yoga swimming um, and just exercise of physical activity um, and prayer. And, you know, of course, by reading the word and uh, seeking 
um, communion through church and church uh, church home, it could be a lot easier for me. And so we, we're starting there, and then we move over into those building blocks like your church home and com communion through Bible study and things of that nature. What is going to assure that your relationship stays solid and does not fall through? If you want to build a house out of hay, sticks, or bricks, it would obviously depend on your commitment level. And so I said for the level of commitment that I want to have for the type of relationship I'm looking to build, um, of course, I would build <clears throat> my house out of brick. And so then we move forward to filling our house with what furniture, a.k.a. substance, and this is uh, filling our home, a.k.a. our faith. And so we want to start with having like-minded people around us, but then it's also winning towards... Um, just a tip which was just to fall in love you know fall in love with God fall in love with the idea that you were saved that somewhere somehow there's a being much more powerful than any of us that divinely chose you and that should be enough to make you want to commit um, you understand me so we said that there were ways that we were going to do that, and that would be to feed our homes. So what should we eat? So you eat food for thought. For the for the beginning, you want to feed your mind. It's not easy, but um, you start off with daily devotionals, Bible study, um, and Bible study plans. For those of us who aren't like old-fashioned and have a, a hard copy Bible like I do, they do make those Bible apps nowadays. You can just log in and pick a plan for whatever area in life you're looking for improvement on or some positivity, some inspiration, and you can receive those daily, weekly, um, or as often as you need, as frequent as you need them. But you want to feed your mind with things that are showing you in your face that his word is real and that other people are seeking it in the same light you are. And then you want to go and to Chicken Soup for the Soul. And so there used to be these books called Chicken Soup for the Soul. And they would touch on different matters, um, wide range of variety from teen, preteen to adults. And so it's very much the same. You want to feed your home with chicken soup for the soul. So originally we were eating food for thought. Now we're going to eat chicken soup for the soul. And you guys are like, whoa. What is chicken soup for the soul? Chicken soup for the soul is basically those things that we do um, in our community, in our church home, and on a one-on-one -on -one basis with our personal selves or advisors that kind of bring us closer to feeling um, a physical connection with God. And when I say physical, I literally mean it takes us outside of the realm where I can feel him in my heart and I can think about him in my mind. And that's why we lead with food for thoughts because <clears throat> where the mind is, um, the heart might not necessarily follow, but there's logic. And so if I feel him in my heart, that's, that's why I'm pursuing him in the first place. But then once I feel him in my heart and I'm feeding my mind, I have to feed my actual soul. I have to feed my spiritual self. So chicken soup for the soul would be those things like spiritual retreats um prayer calls with respected or trusted elders or just faith risk so that god can break your fear um i'll go into faith risk 
um, in a few minutes. But basically what we want to do is spiritual retreats. So, you know, those there's all women's vacays or, you know, men's weekends or Father's Day brunches. Those types of things that are revolved around your church home or your spiritual family can really, really help give some perspective on um, other people's standpoint and their relationships with God. And it also can allow you to see where your flaws are and also can allow you to see where your strengths are. So spiritual retreats are really, really healthy. Um, and, you know, just depending on how you're pursuing God, a spiritual retreat can be more helpful for you than not, especially if you're not heavily into the church um, institution. So that's just something to think about. I mean, the prayer calls with respected trusted elders was something that personally helped me build my house um, a lot faster. Uh, there were days where I would come home from work and I was super depressed, or there were days where I couldn't get out of bed because I'm super full of anxiety. But um, I started every morning around 7.30, 7.45 with a call, my grandmother, and we would just read the Bible together. It would never be a lecture. There was never a sermon. We took turns reading a scripture. And by the end, you know, we kind of discussed how it made us feel. And that was it. And that's such a great way to start your day. Much like a daily devotional in the morning, it gives you a word of God that even if it's not applicable to how you feel your day may go or where you think your day is going to go, it could really help um, just... Uh, Except the general aura, you know, your vibrations definitely uh, go a little bit higher on the scale when you're engaging actively and getting to know our God. And so there's that. And then the faith risk. And so I own a health and wellness business. Um, if you don't know this about me, you know now. And this is a faith-based business. So it's really hard to... Um, you know, to tell you guys that this isn't something I implement every single day because it is. Because when you take faith risk, you realize I'm doing this because I know that there's a being that's more powerful than me that's going to make sure I'm okay. And it's going to make sure I get it done. So, for example, I have an annual conference to go to. And literally one week from today, like or one week before today, last Sunday, I didn't have a plane ticket. I didn't have a ticket to the conference. I had no idea where I was going to stay. And one week later, everything has been handled. But all I did was my part in saying, I'm going to pray. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to, you know, promote my business and share my business and plan to be there, even if I don't necessarily know how I'm going to make it. But because my God is greater than me, I'm there. So take those risks, you know, feed your home, feed your soul, feed your mind, food for thought, feed yourself with substance, eat things that will fill your faith, but also fill your soul, okay? It's just more than um, doing the right things or picking the right material to build your home with, but it has to be a home on the inside and the out. So always remember that you want to... Build your home, but you want to choose building blocks, excuse me, for you. You want to fill your faith with like-minded individuals, food for thought, and chicken soup for your soul.